right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Primal Athletics Radio. Um, good to have you guys back. Just a quick update on my end. If you haven't seen me in the gym recently, or um, maybe for our listeners who aren't even um, you know, part of the immediate community, I uh, and my fiance tested positive for COVID um, about a week ago, and we have been in quarantine. I haven't been coaching, um, but overall feeling pretty good. Um, all things considered and, um, thankful that, you know, we kind of took the time, um, to prepare our bodies if this did happen so that we would have, um, a better outcome. And I think, um, because of that, because of the time we've put into our personal fitness and our nutrition and sleep and all those things that you can take care of, I think we're going to have, um, pretty good outcomes with it. So we're feeling okay. And we're, we're getting ready to, um, get back at it as soon as we're cleared to go. Um, that being said, today's episode is going to center mostly around um, that, our ability to kind of hedge our bets against sickness, specifically COVID, because we're all going through that right now, um, and and how our own decisions on lifestyle and um, you know things like exercise, nutrition, and sleep can overall bolster our, our outcomes with this thing. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a message that's really being talked about very much right now. So we wanted to kind of talk about it, um, here on the podcast. Yeah, I think that's kind of a good, um, kind of way to kick off what we wanted to talk today. Um, obviously it's unfortunate that you, you got COVID, but gives us a good, uh, kind of jumping off point at least. So some, at least one little good thing came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, us a good prompt for the podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe to start just like things we know, um, like in the beginning of the pandemic, when COVID first up, it was very like nobody knew anything. And now we have a lot of data, which is nice. Um, and just kind of going off some things that I found on the CDC's website and um, just some kind of peer-reviewed studies that are kind of accepted across all ranges. Um, so this is nothing like that we came up with. We're not experts in this field at all. It's just kind of, um, you know, uh, reiterating what the experts have found. So like the big thing is that healthy people um, have a much higher rate of um, survival, but also, um, less kind of, uh, extreme, um, symptoms. So like less hospitalizations and that kind of thing. Um, some other things that, um, this was right off the CDC's website is being overweight, um, triples your risk of hospitalization from COVID they found, um, which is pretty interesting. Um, and, you know, it makes sense. The more overweight you are, the harder it is for you to get enough oxygen into your body. Um, and then the other thing is that the immune system is kind of our number one, um, is the number one kind of determinant of survival with COVID right now. So, like, um, it's not like a something that antibiotics can fight. It's not like a, um, uh, like, it's a... Uh, it's a virus and it we're, we're relying on our T cells and our immune systems to kind of, um, help us fight it. Um, so that 
you know, immune system is obviously a huge thing. We've talked about that on podcasts. Um, and you know, in general, the fitter you are, the, the better your immune system operates. Um, and then the other thing was vitamin D. Um, this was pretty interesting. 80% of COVID patients with, um, symptoms, um, had low vitamin D levels, which was pretty interesting. And then, uh, the CDC found that um, good levels of vitamin D um, give you a 51.5% risk um, or lower risk of dying. So, so those are just some things that I found were, were kind of reassuring and, uh, and uh, interesting to talk about at least. To me, the reason that all those things are reassuring and the common thread between all of those, um, you know, statistics that we just brought up, all of those things are in some form under your voluntary control. You know, your nutrition, your vitamin intake, your personal fitness. Um, for most of us, our body weight, all things that we can have some control over and should have some control over um, that are going to greatly affect your outcome if you do um, end up, you know, affected by the virus or any other um, virus out there, you know, these are all things that we've known from the beginning and we've kind of talked about on the podcast from the beginning. Um, but I think for me personally, being somebody who has COVID now and being in the thick of it, um, you know, it's tried and true in my circumstance and many others. Um, the more you do in terms of the things under your voluntary control, taking care of yourself, um, the better time you're going to have, um, and the less likely it is to really affect you in a, in a negative way. Um, and I think that's kind of, I would say the main thesis of what we want to put out there today is, um, you do have a lot more control over this thing that seems super chaotic and out of your control, um, given you have control of your body and your lifestyle. Yeah. And even, I mean, the, that's even on like the CDC's website. So like when I was looking up stats for um, obesity, like they have a whole page on it um, that was, that had a lot of good data in it. And, um, and they say right there, exercise, eat healthy, sleep and uh, reduce stress. Those are like the four big things you can do to, to help yourself um, have, have a better outcome with with covid so it's not like it's just like our opinion because we're crossfit coaches and we live and breathe fitness like this is this is stuff that's on like the cdc's website and so that's kind of the other thing that's um can be frustrating for especially uh, people in our you know field um you know we know that this kind of stuff can help people um but you don't hear about it much and it's and it's you know it's on the cdc's website but you don't really hear about much of that on like the news are coming from our, um, leaders in government. So, um, that's kind of the most frustrating thing for me right now. It's just personally, um, not hearing about that. It's like every time you turn on the news, it's just like these people are dying. Um, you know, it's just kind of very dim and grim, but, um, there can be, I think a lot of, um, like individual, responsibility and kind of freedom that comes along with uh with taking responsibility 
um, a little bit for this. So, yeah, and it's also there could be a measure or, or a message of empowerment, right? Where, um, you know, you're hearing about the economics of of the fallout of this and and the vaccine and all the controversy around that, and we're not going to get into any of those things today. Um, but what you're not hearing regularly from major media outlets is, hey, you guys actually have a lot of control over the situation if you take control of your lifestyle, your nutrition, your fitness, your sleep, um, your stress levels. Again, all things that we know um, greatly affect outcomes with COVID, but as to why they're not at the forefront of what's being talked about, uh, that's beyond me. And, And I I think we're all in the same boat here as CrossFit coaches and just as um, people in general who, who care about this subject and, and who care about uh, giving people the tools to be able to control these factors. Um, it is frustrating that it's not, you know, front and center. This is something that each individual person can control and, and, and can do and it's actionable and it's a positive message that's uplifting and empowering, but it's not talked about. Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had people lose 100 pounds in nine months at our gyms, and it's been, you know, over nine months now since, I think, right, since the start of uh, all this. So it kind of makes you think, like, if you were, if at the start of this you were 100 pounds overweight, like you're, um, you're in, like, a, a dangerous spot if you were to get COVID, right? right. And nine months in, you know, nine months later, if you'd been exercising, focusing on your nutrition, um, you could be walking around and uh, feel like a lot more empowered and and kind of less less full of fear, which I think is a is definitely a good thing. So, for sure, and and I think it it should be said that <clears throat> obviously these options are for the majority of individuals, like when it comes to the elderly or um, maybe those with severe disabilities or, um, you know, genetic underlying conditions um, that put them at a higher risk. Obviously, we're not necessarily talking about that group of people because they're going to be at a higher risk regardless. Um, But for the average person, especially the average American who may not be in great health because of their lifestyle choices. Um, there is a lot that you can do about it and, and a lot of control that you can take of the situation simply by, um, you know, making better lifestyle decisions. Yeah. I think, um, that kind of speaks to my like belief that, you know, individual responsibility is kind of the only way to like this utopian society and um and this is just a good example of that like if every i think what 30 plus percent of americans are um obese not even overweight like just on on the obese scale um and so if you think like if you know if we could reduce that if um people you know really focus on their health reduce that and um as a country we could get um, a much fitter population, um, or a healthier population, um, our, our hospitals would be less kind of overrun. And so it would help out, um, people like you were mentioning who, who, you know, it's not in their control. They are, um, 
a higher risk for for things that aren't in their control um and that's kind of a way to to create a better society right like we are elderly and are um sick are kind of taken care of um better right so um so yeah that's kind of something that i think would be nice to hear from from leaders you know like kind of rally rally the country um rally the communities uh, and like you know being healthy so that you can help others too it's not just like a selfish act to to um to be healthy that's a great point eric um 100% agree with that and um i i don't necessarily know um why there isn't <clears throat> that message from the top down you know obviously it's dependent on our leaders and uh where they're where their values are at, but it is a pretty common sense thing, right? If, if we leave the, the medical, <clears throat> the medical system kind of open for the people who really need it, when the majority of people are under, um, you know, somewhat healthy conditions because of their choices, then it's, it's a win-win, um, for everybody in our society. Um, and to kind of bring it back to, you know, having a leader who, who preaches this personal responsibility, like um, if you look at, you know, JFK in the 60s, put a lot of emphasis on phys ed programs and health programs, um, understanding that's kind of where all these habits start is with the youth um, and giving, giving them the necessary tools and information to make healthy lifestyle choices and, and to, you know, value their own personal fitness and why it was important. Um, you know, and he would, he would come out and say the strength of the individual is the strength of democracy. And, um, there's no, there's nobody in positions of power right now giving that message and, and almost this fatherly figure where it's like that you do have a responsibility, not just to yourself, but to the rest of the country and the rest of the world, um, to make better decisions because it helps everybody out. Um, <clears throat> he had a famous quote that, uh, he said, life is never easy. There's work to be done and obligations to be met, to, to be met. And that's right now. Like if you heard that from a, a, a politician or, um, you know, somebody in position of power, it'd just be so atypical to what you're, you're hearing, um, for somebody to say, Hey, you guys actually do uh, have some work to do. Like you actually do have these obligations to be met that are on, uh, your own terms. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why that is, but, um, yeah, it's too bad. I'd like to bring it back real quick. I, I, I like what Eric had said earlier. Um, we're nine months into this thing, which is crazy to think about. Sometimes it feels like it was it just started a month ago, and sometimes it feels like it was three years ago already. But I think that's an interesting point for us to, to look at personal responsibility, especially as we're heading into the wintertime. Uh, and kind of do a little bit of a self-assessment and, and work on more of that personal responsibility. We're, we're nine months into this thing, and you can kind of ask yourself now, am I better off physically now than I was nine months ago, or am I worse off? Um, and, and am I ready to make some change? And I think it's important as we go into these winter months in the, in the Northeast here, and we're starting to hunker down for the winter, and this is definitely a time of, time of year where we see people kind of maybe drop off from the gym a little bit or see people just kind of get comfortable and they kind of tell themselves like, I'll start working on myself when it's springtime, when the summer is around the corner. Uh, the holidays are here. I want to enjoy it. Uh, and all these excuses that we've all told ourselves before on, on why we're just going to kind of let ourselves go a little bit. Um, and, and the way that Eric was saying, it's already been nine months. 
what about nine months from now? Are we still going to stay on this path uh, and be worse off than we are now when we're already worse off than we were nine months ago? Uh, or can we make the change now? Can we commit to ourselves now? And uh, it, it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes is uh, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. And the second best time to plant a tree is right now. Uh, and, and it all starts with that first step. And I know it's not ideal to, to hear a nutrition coach tell you a week before Christmas, hey, it's time to start thinking about your nutritional habits and that kind of thing. But it can be done. I Heck, I started with someone last night. We had our first consultation and he's starting today on nutrition coaching. And we're implementing very small changes for him to do that he can implement and still enjoy Christmas and, and, and start working on things. And there's no perfect time because um, next week it's going to be Christmas. And the week after that, it's going to be New Year's. Uh, and then maybe you're going on vacation for a few weeks. Um, so do that little self-assessment. Ask yourself, am I better off physically now uh, and mentally too than I was nine months ago? And, and where do I see myself in nine months from now? And where do I want to go? And then kind of deconstruct it from there. What do I need to do to get to that point nine months from now? What do I need to do on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis uh, to try to get myself to that point? And again, I'll just pull it back to that personal responsibility and knowing that nobody can exercise for you. Uh, nobody can eat for you. Uh, and it all comes down to doing the things, the little things here and there that add up to, to the big results you're looking for. Yeah, that's perfect. And I do think those resources are out there. Um, you know, obviously if you're in the um, <clears throat> Southern New Hampshire, central New Hampshire, you're looking for, you know, direct help, reach out to the primal athletics team, CrossFit, Sohegan, CrossFit, Nashua, and we will definitely point you in the right direction um, and give you all we can in terms of tools. Uh, but those resources are out there. You know, there's, there's great gyms, there's great coaches all over the place. And really what it just takes is that decision to, to go talk to somebody or to make a phone call um, and, and to start that, you know, journey of, of, a, of a thousand steps. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's more excuses now to not be fit, right? Like I don't feel safe at the gym. I don't, you know, leave the house much or, or whatever. There's all kinds of excuses, but there's always a way when there's a will, there's a way, you know, like there's, there's online programs. Like we offer kettlebell body weight programming for at home. Uh, you know, we make the gym as safe as we can. Um, and you know, obviously that's the kind of easiest, best way, um, to get a workout in. But, um, during crazy times like this, like we're still here to help in whatever way we can. So whether that's like individual programs, uh, you know, if you have a kettlebell, we can do programming just around that or body weight stuff. Um, so yeah, I think there's always, there's always a reason to put it off. Um, and like Zach said, it's, you know, the best time to plant a tree is now if you haven't done it 30 years ago. Hmm. And to, to make a, a somewhat interesting, uh, comparison here, this conversation has got me thinking specifically what Eric said about um, you're not just taking this up, this responsibility upon yourself for yourself, but also for the greater good of, of society. And if you make better lifestyle choices, then you're helping, um, you know, the people who actually need um, the medical care, get it um, and, and kind of lessening the burden on the health system, um, the healthcare system. So it kind of made me think about, you know, this kind of analogy between, um, you know, you hear <clears throat> wear your mask, not just for you, but, but also for everybody else you're wearing it. So, um, you know, you lessen the risk for those around you. Well, I, I think the same line of rationale can be made for, um, 
get yourself into better physical shape and, and, um, health for the same reasons, right? You're doing it for those around you, not just for your own personal benefit, which it definitely is going to give you a personal benefit. Um, but you can do it for the same kind of, uh, you know, empathetic reasons that you would wear a mask around other people. Um, and you're making a choice that's going to affect the greater good. Um, and it's something as we've been saying, that's, that's under our control that we can do, that's going to empower us in this kind of sandstorm of chaos that we've all been in for the past year. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And I think even if you, I mean, like if we look at kind of being unhealthy, kind of like accepted in our society, right? Like you don't want to shame people for being overweight, which I 100% agree with. Like there's no reason to really ever shame somebody. Um, but if, if you look at like smoking cigarettes like that, that used to be like a cool thing and everybody did it, right? And now it's, it's kind of accepted as unhealthy and gross. And like if someone's smoking a cigarette near you, you're like, like what the hell, man? Like, you know, it, it sucks, right? So it's uh, it's been a shift in our society. And, and so it's not like um, that can't happen with, with uh, being healthy, right? Like staying away from sugar water, like the sodas, all that stuff um you know that we need to kind of make that shift where what cigarettes once were that's what you know unhealthy eating and sedentary lifestyle needs to kind of shift towards Mm. but you know and you have to do it in a way where it's not you know shaming people like we're we're like we've our lives are devoted to helping um people get healthier so it's not like um it's you know, we, we very much believe that, um, everybody can do it. Um, but you have to, you have to want to do it, you know, just like quitting cigarettes. If you don't want to do it, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do it. And everybody deserves, sorry, everybody also deserves to have that in my opinion. Um, like that quality of life in terms of, you know, just enhancement of your day to day, everybody deserves to feel what it feels like to feel good. And, and not to be, you know, chronically in pain. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be looked at as like this kind of crass, egotistical thing where it's like, um, I'm, you know, I'm going to walk into a gym and I'm going to go on a diet and this and that. But it's, it's really just a decision um, to kind of improve your quality of life and, and in turn improving the quality of your community and your society. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, going – Going back to like getting started a little bit too, I want to, I had originally planned like some to talk about some tips to give you guys about like things you can do to eat better, exercise better. But as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm thinking like we've all heard this before. Uh, and sometimes it still doesn't, we all know we should put vegetables on our plate first and, and exercise three to five days a week, but it's not always the thing uh, that gets us going. So I'm kind of thinking about um, with that personal responsibility in mind to making that, taking that action to get yourself in the gym or, or to make healthier decisions to try to produce that motivation that you may be lacking. And I think that's a big key is sometimes we think that we need motivation first before we can take action where I truly believe that action before motivation is, is usually what happens most of the time. If we look at kind of what it takes to create a sustainable exercise and, and a good nutrition program for yourself, there's some really big 
lies that are out there about that. Um, one being that you have to be inspired to practice. Uh, I think some people think that even experts are always motivated to, to practice. Uh, I'll tell you what, like there, as a fitness professional, there are days I just don't want to work out. And I force myself to do it because I know 10 minutes into it, I'm going to be feeling a hell of a lot better. Uh, and I think one of the other lies that people here might tell themselves is that you should always be motivated to practice and always be inspired. Uh, and there's just no such thing as unwavering motivation. Uh, to me, uh, you'll, you'll not always be motivated or inspired. Uh, you're not always going to feel like you're in that flow state uh, before you go into your workout or before you uh, decide to eat a healthy meal. So I think motivation comes and goes. Some days that motivation will be completely MIA, but I don't really think that matters too much. Uh, you don't need motivation or inspiration to follow through on your plans to practice consistently. Uh, and the important piece is having those plans. Like we said, plan ahead nine months from now. Where do you want to be? And then backtrack and see what we need to, the steps we need to take uh, to get there. And, and I think you can kind of look at the three S's here for that, the, the structure, your systems, and your scheduling. So structures are the things and the environments that surround us and the things we put in place to ensure that we get the things done that we want to get done. Uh, so having a daily, weekly routine, um, if it's nutrition-related, making sure your kitchen's full of healthy foods and not uh, crappy snacks, uh, those kind of structures around what you're, what you're moving towards. Uh, your systems would be like your, your processes and practices that you use to make those things happen. Uh, so like having an evening ritual, packing your gym clothes if you want to go to the gym more often, or packing your lunch for the next day with some healthy foods. Uh, or having a starting your workout with mobility warm up routine that that helps prepare to move you comfortably and effectively and kind of get that motivation coming uh, and then and and then just doing just thinking that I guess what I'm trying to say is that you don't always have to have that hundred percent motivation to get started sometimes you just have to put one foot in front of the other and that action is going to create that motivation for you so what I'm bringing it back to is just just get started get started today. When you finish listening to this podcast, just start doing something. Start meal prepping. Pack your jag bag to go to the gym. Um, just take that first step to, to try to cultivate that motivation that you're looking for. Yeah. I've experienced that, um, you know, more heavily recently because of the COVID than I have in, in a very long time where, um, you know, feeling kind of lethargic, feeling like I probably should just lay down on the couch and, you know, do some work on the laptop or read or whatever. And, um, just not giving myself an out and saying, Hey, I'm going to go try this workout. Um, I'm going to go for a long walk and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not going to give myself an out just because I'm sick right now. Um, knowing that those things are going to help aid in my recovery. Obviously I'm not going hardcore intensity, but, um, even just starting to move, builds that like you're, you're talking about, um, building that momentum. And then, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, you're like, Hey, good thing I did this. Cause I feel a lot better right now. Um, even though you don't necessarily have the stimulus to get up and do it, if you just do it, it's gonna <clears throat> kind of take care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like going along with what Zach said, discipline and, uh, and habits trump motivation mm -hmm. all day. So motivation isn't isn't uh necessarily something that's there for all of us but discipline and habits can be there i wish it was i wish you could bottle up the uh the newbie who just signed up for crossfit class on their first day that that motivation they have and the the bright eyes and bushy tail i'm gonna lose 100 pounds and have a six-pack and 
that motivation on day one is is good stuff. But I tell you what, even after that first day, it's gone. And uh, you got to find a way to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep reminding yourself of why you're doing this and have a plan, put it on paper. And so you can put it into action. Yeah. And I think, you know, motivation now, like if you think about, you know, what we said, kind of bringing it back to the individuals helping um, the greater society or whatever, um, you know, use that as motivation. Like I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a drain um, on this community, the society that I'm in, you know, Um, that can be a good motivation, um, especially because it's very natural for most humans um, to take care of others before they take care of themselves. Um, You know, if you, if you look, it's just kind of our natural way of living where, you know, like we'll, we'll take better care of our dogs than we do of ourselves, you know, or like, if, if you were responsible for taking care of someone, chances are you would um, take really good care of them, right? But when you're responsible for taking care of yourself, um, people don't usually um, put as much effort into it. And so um, I think now, you know, because of COVID and it really brings it to light that um, taking care of yourself um, isn't a selfish act. It's a, it's a way to, to help um, those around you. So, um, that's kind of the big, the big takeaway that I hope we can kind of get away from, from this pandemic and COVID and all that. Um, but you know, it has to be, it has to be talked about. So that's kind of what we're hoping to do today. Just a little bit of, and just our little influence we have, um, trying to start, start spreading that way of thinking. And if, uh, if there's any listeners out there who, you know, want to speak to us directly about the subject or, you know, maybe want to get on an episode and, and offer some, um, maybe some contrary perspectives, um, we're always open to that stuff. We're open to, you know, conversation. So feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what you think about the episode um, and what we talked about. And, um, you know, if you guys agree, disagree, um, any questions on things, uh, send them over. Um, and if you're out there and, and you're somebody who's not into uh, personal fitness and, and wellness yet and are looking to start that journey that we talked about, um, even if you're not in the direct area, feel free to reach out to us and we'll do our best to either point in the right direction or get you set up so that you can start um, you know, with some basic um, principles. Right? Any of the, our coaches here at Primal Athletics, we're willing to help. So um, we're always here if you guys need the help. All right. Well, that being said, thank you guys for joining in today and um, we'll see you on the next episode.